keepsakes. This is Keepsakes, the podcast. I'm Jay Ogonoy. This is episode 64 of the podcast. Thank you very much for listening. I have with me Chad Ramos of the Raymoro Files. Hello. So Chad, you're previously with Garayat Concepts or you're still with them right now? So technically, I'm more of a freelance now. So Freelance consultant. Yeah, I'm more of a consultant now for other events mm. or other organizers. And in terms with Garayat, I left the company like last year, so last basically year, have no any bindings with them, mm-hmm. but I still work with them like with other projects. Alright, okay. So uh, that's about it. That's the gist of ano. Kailangan ko na si Chad for so long. Um, we conceptualized the gold tickets, uh, the golden ticket awards rather na. Pero we called it the gold ticket awards because we golden ticket awards na before. Uh, so yeah, uh, we had uh, a lot, lots of discussions about events. Uh, even with me, na naging events professional na rin ako, so, so to say. So yeah, uh, on his side, uh, Garayat is leading its uh, footprint in the esports events industry through the Esports and Gaming Summit. We know we know it as ESGS. On my end, I'm very much familiar with the, the Philippine Toycon. Uh, so yun yung ating mga disclaimers. <laughs> But as, um, we'll keep it as safe discussion as possible <laughs> of course 2019 had a lot uh, so ha- many things so many, ha- so many things, things happened last year so many things but this is January 2020 ah yeah bingo, tatalo- kung may bingo card lang tayo eh. it's bingo technically card. a double bingo, bingo na bingo bingo na so, tayo eh. double bami na eh. so yeah uh, on this episode we will talk about events last year Uh, going back to my previous uh, previously written article or post sa jgonoy.xyz, you will see my prediction in the next decade, 2020 onwards, is that one, mag-evolve ang events. There will, ano, there will be a... Of course, there will be something eh. Pero how did I get to that thought? We'll discuss it right here. 2019, what happened? Well, so far, a lot of things really happened last year. And I think one of the biggest uh, biggest movers from last year is the absence of Asia Pop Comic Con. Talaga eh. Well, the pop uh, the populist in me is screaming na bakit pa lang APCC. Uh, well, they had a, a lot of reasons. Uh, pero uh, yeah, we, things we, happen. We, well, they, ang ang sabi nila is due to content. Dahil sa content. Yeah, so, that's one of their reasons, but. Uh, judging like with it could make sense like for example with Marvel and Disney well Disney got AB ano, ano na? 20th Century Fox the film corporation yeah not the broadcasting group so yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so, so, ha- so many things happen like uh, with the absence of ABCC and then well the usual events mm-hmm. and there are also some good uh, big movers and also some that really didn't make it quite big or more of the opposite mm-hmm. Well, okay. We'll start it uh, with the no, no. Yun nga, aside from the absence of APCC, uh, we're looking for. We're supposed to talk about the best event of 2019 on the esports side. Definitely is ESGS, no doubt. Because 
naglalakihan yung mga ano niyo doon eh. Yeah, I think there are some big well, not just being not being biased or something, but what uh, is for yeah, for me as yes, doing reviews for events like for almost half the more than half a decade. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of improvements with ESGS and like with last year, uh there are some quite some bit of a roadblock for ESGS. Like for example, there's a, another absence for the PlayStation. So like yeah, in two years, <laughs> well, I think it's given that in uh, the idea is they're preparing for next year's, uh, this year's uh, PlayStation 5. Uh, and uh, with yes, not yes, yes. much of big announcements happening, like for example, Final Fantasy 7 Remake, uh, like what happened this year is delayed for another month. So it makes sense na they won't be pushing. They weren't pushing for the last year for any new games arriving on 2020 and beyond. Okay, considering that there's the NBA 2K20 Finals for the Philippines sa SMEGA Mall, before we hop on to summer here in Artigas to do this uh, episode, ayun nga, no? so I think that's, pero that's 2K, di ba? Yeah. 2K, well, that's not PlayStation. Technically, it's both because uh, they're using PlayStation 4, so mm-hmm. it's also partly involved with PlayStation themselves, aside from 2K Sports. And I think also added there is last year they had they hosted the 2019 where both the Philippine finals, qualifier finals, and the Asia finals. Asia finals. So at least good news for us that the Philippines won again for Asia. Asia. I think that's three in a row. Three in a row. Okay. So like uh, like two years ago for like around 2017 and 18, the Philippines won at Taipei. And supposed to happen, and this year supposed to happen at Taipei Game Show. Ah, kaso nga lang, Taipei Game Show is postponed. It's postponed to summer, which is could be around the next quarter. Hmm. I think this is a good, ano, parang medyo unfortunate na it's postponed, but I think it's a good timing na, no? Yes, Especially for PlayStation, di ba? Yeah. Right. And then, ano naman eh. Uh, Coming from someone who doesn't play PlayStation. Well, actually, ano eh, also the missed opportunity then, like, with I think I remember with a high lineup for PlayStation for Taipei Game Show is Final mm. Fantasy VII Remake. Mm. Na it's gonna be out on April. April, pero ang TGS is March. Ingay. Uh-huh. So well, missed opportunity and also like for Bandai Namco, they just announced like last week, uh, uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Extreme Versus Maxi Boost on, which yeah, is a popular arcade game in Japan, is porting to the PlayStation 4. Porting to PlayStation 4. I and, believe uh, Azurlin is also ported to PlayStation 4. Yeah, Azurlin as well. And, PlayStation 4 ba? <laughs> yeah, PS4. PS4. And unfortunately, there's supposed to be a playable demo on Taipei Game Show. But since it's postponed, people have to wait since... But at least there's no definite announcement for the exact, the exact release date for Maxi Boost. Mm-mm. So at least, more of a waiting game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, since uh, we gone too far sa PlayStation 4 and now, we'll just wait wait and see. Yeah. Ako din, sabi ko, hindi yeah. ako naglalaman ng PlayStation, but you, you play PlayStation a lot. You have a PlayStation 4 in your oh, yeah, I also forgot, uh, aside from PlayStation, well, for ESGS na, since with the absence of PlayStation themselves, uh, Nintendo finally made their mark in the Philippines. Yes. Through Maxis, uh, through Maxoff. Maxoff is Singapore. In Singapore, so, uh, it's the distributor for Nintendo in Southeast Asia. Southeast Asia, okay. So they make a present. They made the presence. They made in presence with ESGS. Pokemon. With Pokemon. Pokemon. And then after that, uh, like a uh, few weeks later, they just finally uh, the Pokemon company released. Pokemon Sword and Shield Sword and, and Shield, yeah. hosted the launch party in the Philippines. Launch party saan ba? Uh, in Magnolia. Uh, Robinson's Magnolia. Ah, Robinson. Oh, nga pala, no? Where in MNL 40 was there, yeah. Yeah. 
na guest din sila doon eh. Yeah. Ayun, dami din nangyari doon eh. So, yeah, 2019 in esports and console gaming, a lot of things have happened. Pero uh, ano bang ano, on the other side naman, um, of course, uh, yung mga shortcomings ng mga events ng mga ano ba ano ba? Uh, we're supposed to mention a few, but yeah. for my safety and your safety na rin. Or I'll just mention that. Do we mention muna for esports ba? Kasi well, esports? there's still a lot of things to mention not aside from ESGS. Mm, sige, go. Oh, sige, uh, aside from ESGS, uh, where a lot of things happen. Like from Mineski and Globe's uh, PPGL, I think it's their fourth, third season, fourth season that they concluded also last year. Mm, the Nationals, how about the Nationals? And then also the Nationals, which is, uh, I think it's the first in the Philippines for a league-based esports, so it mm. technically covers... Dota 2, Tekken 7, and Mobile Legends. How was the reception? So far, it's pretty good because especially for Mobile Legends, na there are like thousands of viewers every match, every day. Mm. So it's a good sign that people are now appreciating uh, esports or video games in also free TV because it's also been televised on 5 Plus. 5 Plus and cable TV. Yes, one, on, one Sports, EGG, uh, EGG, and, and uh, ESPN5. Yeah. Also, let's not forget, Sea Games. Yeah, Sea Games. It's also a big... Uh, big leap for It's a big leap. So, kung ang Southeast Asia nagawa na gawing uh, Olympic event ang esports, how about the others? It's a stepping stone. It's, it's, yeah. What I, I describe it as a big leap part because if the Olympic Committee, Summer Olympic Committee, has accepted the fact that esports is here as esports, esports. Yeah. As as a sport, an Olympic sport. Tapi nagpapagura na mga gamers, mga players. Even in Japan, where Tokyo, Tokyo 2020, dun gaga Yeah, we're hoping na ano, uh, with the idea for pushing esports into a legit na medal event for the Olympics. Though there's still some ano pa, uh, medyo slow din yung progress, but we're still optimistic na it could happen. Hmm. Kasi with the idea na we managed to put it in the Philippines for the SEA Games and with uh, with Razer being full, uh, showing their full support and other countries na rin like Thailand, Malaysia, Indonesia, Singapore all have their own uh, esports associations uh, giving full support and helping out to make it a successful event. Great. Yun. So that's for the esports side, tama? Yeah. Also, may last pa. Okay. <laughs> I think we have to give a shout out to Rev Major for making ah, yes, a Rev really Major. epic event. Ang gusto ko sa Rev Major is that the hype is there. You can see camera worthy shots. I mean, worth the shot. Ang daming yeah. money shots dun sa Rev Major na yon. Ang daming when I, when we say money shots, the biggest moments in console gaming in the Philippines nandun sa Rev Major. Yeah, true. And it's worth the walk from SMX to Solar. All the way to Solaire. So, nilakad namin yan. May kasama ako nilakad namin. Kamote. Yeah. And this is eh, surprising na rin eh. Na at start at 9 o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people fall in, fall in line just to watch. Aside mm-hmm. aside from the other players who are competing for some of the pools match for Tekken and other fighting games. Like, at start of the after the opening ceremony, the whole area is jam-packed with people. Parang, mm-hmm. 
you won't see that in any even in esports that in the morning first day sobrang puno it's something it's something na you see the pride you see the passion of the community talaga especially for the fighting game community and, 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 and ilang, ilang laro ilang games ilang titles seven, seven titles and yet napuno siya in two days yeah. with the big shots uh, nandoon yeah and the fun part is some of the biggest uh, biggest most, yeah the most gaming. you know the most uh, the professional fighting game players hmm. are there like for example Daigo was there Daigo and Book si. from Thailand hmm. who's also the winner uh, gold medalist for the SEA Games and also EVO 2020 EVO Japan's 2020 champion for Tekken 7 hmm. so you see there's a lot of high profile players let's not forget hmm. the one of the biggest idol master fans there is yeah, he's also there. He's now on the uh, like more of a franchise director for franchise director for Bandai Namco. Yeah, I think not just for franchise or maybe for esports. For... So technically any games that are involved in esports, he is in charge of it. Wow. So that's the power of Iriminase for you. Yep. yep. He is pretty much uh, the hype uh, uh, you know, God of Tekken himself. Yeah, yeah take note, it's also in Solaire. So it's the first time uh posh that's a posh any you know any maybe gaming or pop culture that mm. managed to utilize the venue and then people just flocked in mm. it's one of those success stories talaga we can say na you know, someone managed to use a venue that's not much of a niche mm-hmm. for an audience but managed to you know mm-hmm. brought a lot of people and take note that was at that tent at solaire ang isa sa mga pinaka-popular na spots inside Solaire is not the casino, it's the chatter. Yeah. That's really something, that's really something. Now, before we proceed, I guess that's the last part on the esports side, ano? Yeah. Before we proceed, i-announce ko lang yung mga events na nandun ako. By, the, by this episode, by the release of this episode, you should have seen me at Hypnosis Underground 2, Get, well, uh, get Wet, Get Wild at 1588 Benitez in Manila. That is on February 8th, so today is February 10 as of this uh, release. So yeah, glad to meet you there, glad to meet you. And also, uh, following that, merong uh, Yao Expo Light sa Bayanian Center and the following week after uh, Hypnosis Underground. Also, uh, may kasabay pa nun eh, ng Hypnosis uh, Underground, mm-hmm. Sticker Con. Yep. I'm not, although I'm not sure if I will be there because I'm busy with Hip Mike Underground. Pero Chad, you will be there, right? Stickercon. Yeah. I think it's in, uh, on the 28th. 2029, I think. Ah, yes. Kasi uh, for uh, next week, kasi it's, uh, it's Comic Cat. Comic Cat. Speaking of, ano, I think I've jumbled up the schedule. Uh, what I was thinking earlier was Comic Cat sa Mega so Trade Hall. That's on February 8th. And if you have listened to this episode, malamang sa, uh, nawa nandun na kayo, napunta nyo na yun. Okay, the following uh, week, so this week, ano bang mga, ano natin, uh, yun nga, Yawa Expo Light, and then the following week, Otako Fest 2020 in Cebu. So I will be in Cebu one more time, and it's my fourth time to be in the Queen City of the South. So, looking forward to see you everyone kasi may mga taga Manila din na pupunta ng Otaka Fest. Courtesy of Unity Productions. We have Vaynard, we have Carlene, we have Lib. Nandun sila mga magkakatropa. So basically, they're the uh, Manila Cebu fam. The, the cosplay fam is there. So, the following week, week after that, 
uh, katapusan ng buwan, wala pa masyadong events na ano. At, at take note sa show notes, ano. Pero on March 8 at Bayanian Center Anime Idol Convention 2020, which was rescheduled from its previous date of January, uh, January 18 ba yun? Yeah, something along that dates. It was supposed to be held on that date, pero taal happened. And we understand naman na kung gaano uh, tinitake into consideration yung mga ganitong instances. Of course, national uh, disasters, natural calamities, so on and so forth. So that's the event calendar so far. Let's not forget merong Ozin Fest this May and uh, Cosplay Carnival will be on uh, April. Yeah. So after Cosplay Carnival, there's Ozin Fest. So every month, may kona, there's always a con somewhere out there. And you can check out the other schedules at jagonoy.xyz slash 2020 events. That's 2020 events. Keep six. Right, back to the show. Let's talk about yung mga top tier events natin. Uh, sa, sa, sa tingin mo, outside of esports, what are the best events in hmm. last year? So far, it's kind of hard na rin. Kasi, there's still some stigma pa rin, ano eh, stigma na it's still quite the same in terms of content. Mm-hmm. But I think we could say na, like for example, ToyCon last year had some, probably some good improvements na rin compared mm-hmm. from 2018 na, which is really disappointing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, hold on. Pero considering ToyCon had a rebrand last year, ah. Oh yeah, that is they good. They really eh. had a rebrand, which is tama naman. Tama, which is good. Yeah, kasi kaya talaga it's good direction. Kasi ito complement the idea na they focus a separate area for engagement like for the community. Hmm. They put it upstairs and then the other and downstairs more on selling. Hmm. Although you can still see the problem like for example yung with the idea that with pop life with their content it's still quite the same if you compared it like for the past few years whether when they already had partnered. Kasi if you see their ano boots hmm. It's still the same. If you see the first event, it's quite the same din eh. Yung mga zombie na makeup, still there. Mm-hmm. The, uh, who's that, ano? Uh, artist that they brought? Ron English. Ron English was there. Yeah, but the boot was still, was already there since 2016. Okay. So parang, regardless if Ron English was there or not, still the same content. Yeah. Pero sa ano, I'm, siguro 20, 2020 eh, no? Wala, wala pa tayong ano, wala pa na release na info si Toycon about the 2020 hmm. kasi uh, chances are tuloy pa rin ang uh, buhay. Pero you can see na ano na the presence of the actual the original Toycon is coming back. Hmm. And then at least na overshadow na yung Poplife because let's be real here. Nobody likes seeing ano uh, with Poplife overshadowing Toycon. Eh. Kasi yeah, there are pop uh, there are Funko Pop fans but they can still buy it at Toycon. Hmm. What about the pop life uh, content? Parang what's in it? What they can bring for the Pinoy's? Mm. really it suits their taste. Wala. I mean, the Batman oversized Batman doesn't make sense. But if you put it in China, it makes sense because that's for them. But if they brought in Godzilla or they brought in Mazinger Z, they brought in Bottas five two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. But they brought it back again. Well, different content, taman tay. Eh. Ingay. Eh, parang the idea is why. They don't know the actual audience of Toycon, which is a major problem. So at least I'm really uh, happy na with Toycon stepping up na sila na may take control, which is good. 
And looking forward to that uh, trend is 2020. Kasi ang um, trend ngayon, designer toys. Yeah, so, well, it's still a thing naman. Toys. Kupaga, before, uh, after pop, there's designer toys. And then after that, siguro, ano pa yung yeah. susunod? Well, it's not more of, ano, it's more of the demand na rin. Eh. Parang, what's gonna, ano, what will be, you know, the demand from the audience din, eh. Mm-hmm. So remember, like, in the States, few years back, there's the thing called Beanie Babies na sobrang patok siya na there are value for certain, ano, uh, plushies. And then the bubble burst. No, wala na value. People are selling, throwing it away. Ah, yun lang. It could happen with Funko Pops, but we'll never know. Siyempre rin yung Funko Pops, ang dami nga, ano, yung mga... There's even this Funko reklamo ko. Yeah, kasi... Well, there's a certain audience para dito eh. Parang, there's a audience. The audience has been built. Yeah, but the problem is with the idea from with the pop life is they forgot the what is toy con. Mm. Well, in that case naman, uh, I can definitely take your words that you're happy na you feel na toy cons taking con- back control. Yeah, so I'm hoping na in the following years now we can finally see the original toy con that we all love talaga. Say well, you can say na ano, it's their aim is new audience, but do they even know their new audience? Yun yung thing din eh. Kasi ako, again, as someone who's who's part of Toycon as well, uh, I can definitely say na last year was very busy for my end of the the cake. Yeah, well, yeah, usual yung mga events pa rin. <laughs> yung mga how we handle the events along, it's pretty hard. Well, it's also pretty hard na to ano eh, uh, to delve further, no? So we'll just wait for the details on Toycon, ano? Napag-usapan na natin Toycon a lot. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, we'll just wait for announcements uh, before just before yeah, June. Yeah, I guess if you rate Toycon, like just one point plus from like previous or maybe two points higher mm. from 2018. At least mm. instead of going deep down, it's going finally upwards. Mm. If I say so myself, this this I can say confidently. With the absence of Asia Pop Comic Con Manila, Toycon is taking control of the pop culture scene on that end once again. And of course, as on my end, syempre masaya ako. Lumaki ako sa Toycon eh. Well, we all do naman. We all do. Yeah. We all grow up with Toycon. I grew up with Toycon 2010. Actually ako, like, I think 2007 or 2007. Titong-tito ka na talaga. Kasi it's an accident na I just stumbled there. And then the following year, the friends from e-games before uh, invited me because they had a booth there so we dropped by uh, say hi uh, okay so um above all these major brands of events in the country ang pinaka napansin talaga natin ng 2019 is the rise of community events targeting different niches uh for example there's contabidable there's the Hypnosis Underground event mm-hmm. na media partner ako doon for this is the second time that I will be doing media partnerships with them thank you po ma'am I uh, also Icon I'm happy with the first Icon although uh, nakita natin yung audience niche pa rin siya pero this year matindi yung hype nila I think they prepare for a year for this a year Mm-hmm. They really show na a year kasi before ang icon is supposed to be held every January. Oh, and yeah, they are already preparing for it for how many months? 
I I I think after Icon after their first Icon saka sila nag ano eh, sinusunod-sunod nila mm-hmm. yan eh. As in my content plan na talaga sila. They're doing great. They're doing great. I think and, you're basing it for other feedback from the community. This this which is a good thing for organizers na they listen to what their community wants or so they maybe, build their or, or of course they have the mechanism they build yeah. their own events for the niche so yun nga no ang case study ko nga is Icon uh, and the Hipmic community in the Philippines na sumisikat na siya as well as the, the content ng Hypnosis Microphone is evolving eh hmm. uh, I got hooked with Nemo mm. ayun so ayun pero that's uh, that's something na gusto kong ano, I want to raise sa uh, mga fans ng Hipmic come Feb 8. As of this moment, we we're going straight ahead to mm. other events. Sa iyo, di ba, StickerCon, yung case study mo? Yeah. And the, the, the events on Gerait, in which you are also part of before. Yeah. Kasi so, like, ano yun, uh, what an experience with StickerCon. Technically, if you, if you see the bigger picture, there is more of like, yeah, it's like a smaller version of Comic-Con and Comic-Con. Mm. But, mm. Can see is they focus more on stickers, which is like in the past two years, it's more of the new trend for communities when they want to follow on their fandom. So like here, despite I think I know the other uh, the organizers, they're really cool people. They're also part of a geek media then, mm. and they know and that's a good thing. Eh? Uh, like for other people who experience events, that they learn from what they can see in events that could uh, know, improve. They apply it to themselves and then create their own versions. Na, We can say that it could prove, you know, to prove their point. Or, but in this case with StickerCon, they know that stickers are it's going to be a big thing, and they utilize it, and it's more of a celebration for the community, which is good. And dami, and dami mga I think the the population of those who have journals are rising. Some of my friends on Twitter are keeping their own journals, and pati na rin yung mga popular na artists like si si Hunghang Flashbacks oh, yeah. and Little Things they they recently had a collaboration uh, I, I actually have a clip uh, from their interview last mm-hmm. Otaku Expo ah. I'll uh, put it at the end of the episode pero balik tayo sa ano yun nga mga popular artists they're focusing on stickers as well advertising is ano eh hindi ang art page talaga sila eh, pero mm-hmm. I, I don't. They had. They don't. Have, they don't have any intention to sell merchandise and all that. They just want to show the drama of advertising. Yeah. It's just a fun part, then, eh, uh, with like this one, you new digital ano, na, mga artists. Also, yung mga yung mga sikat na rin, like for example, sila kong flashbacks, sila little things, things, sila libre comics. Libre comics, yes. Yeah, you can see that they have their own. They have their own community, but most of their ano, majority of the communities have one single in ano, similar interest. Eh. The same with stickers. So they also can also apply their ano, content into stickers. Oh, oh. Even the MNL48 community produces its own set of stickers. Yeah, diba? So at least you know na there are certain communities that are growing and then it's a good time that some people uh, manage to host an event for them. And I think that's ano, eh, will be the big thing like for the coming years. Na it could possibly overshadow some of the big uh, mainstream events. Mm. Because the idea is the major. What's the major problem with major events? Redundancy, mm. mm. which is you know you can see every year with the events, uh, which is also a big drawback for them. I think we could say some examples like there are some we could call the same cons, 
or the quarter cons na every quarter you can see one event it's just the same with the other events they come in the coming year coming months mm. and then well there are some well, there are some events that manage to survive with that and manage to get more people it's because they have really good marketing promotions and if, if the more aggressive you are in social media in promoting the events the less annoy the the lessons the uh, the mindset of people that it's just the same event because mm-hmm. the, how how unique you make your promotions it could anyway, it could mask the main problem with redundancy i think that's what we call brand recall mm-hmm. so yung brand recall nila is uh, for example this event series a uh, has good brand recall at the same time they're complementing complementing their good brand recall with uh, aggressive uh, scheduling ng kanila mga posts. I mean, they, they really plot their kung ano, their insights. They, somebody, someone out there in that event series know what he's doing so well. Hmm. And they now, apply yun eh, interest in the tropes in their community. Like for example, if it's an anime, they know a certain tropes that hmm. is relevant for this year. Right? And I think I'm very familiar with that trope as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this is a good one. It's, it's oh. the way that you could complement or you could you know uh, you could master the main issue on your events. Mm. Well, I think it could work in like next few years. But mm. if you still apply the same, people will, would eventually notice it. And you know, if there are other events who manage to step up, then it could be a big problem for them. If it's if it's more on competition, because we have one case sample. In, uh, there's one event series that's more on being a quarter con but they lack promotion they lack the marketing powers because you know you just make events and then they never thought of you know innovating themselves so it has a drawback because have you ever experienced like going to an event you can see the see same experience same uh, exhibitor same layout and then go in the next after next three months and then you can see the same it's like deja vu there are some events that technically be just like that. Na you just felt deja vu all over again. Na parang you're just wasting your money because it's just the same content, mm. just a different date. Mm. You know, it's no more of a changge now instead of being a you know community convention. Mm. So I think that's uh, and we can say that it's a drawback for them, which you know they had lower attendance now, as compared to the following years. People are going to photo shoots nowadays. Yeah, I think that's another new trend. Uh, mm-hmm. I think some cosplay is. Yeah. Uh, some say cosplay is dead, but it's well alive. For for a fact that cosplayers have the mechanism to sell their own prints, sell their own photo books, sell their own merchandise. May makikita ka one, two, three people somewhere in any event mm-hmm. out there. Marketing themselves. I think it's more their... of a, it's more on adapting the changes and then you know, uh, creating something or ref- creating a refreshing experience for cosplayers. Because uh, cosplay is still a community. Same goes with the fighting game community. When they say, or even the mobile community, uh-huh. when they say, uh, oh, the, uh, the community is dead because there's no presence on their events. Technically, it's more of a different, uh, it turns it in a different way because. They're just creating a different experience. So, in case for cosplay, instead of going to conventions, which you know every year, if there's some bigger events na palit ang palit yung venue, 
they should just host their own private photo shoots. Mm. More it's, it's more manageable and it's only catered for them. Mm-mm. So there's Tapos no outputs of course spread out then online. Yeah. People will love it. And it's an instant promotion for them. Uh, on my end naman, uh, sa akin naman eh, I, if I were to sit on my photographer photo, photographer side na utal ako, uh, it's more of like, ah, ito pala yung lighting sa mega trade, mahina pala. So I have to adjust everything mm. from levels, curves, and all that. Medyo mahirap din kasi sa photographers yung mag-adjust ka pa ng ilaw. So the thing is, I think yun yung problem ko doon eh, people na when they think in photography na, ah, they can do it anywhere. Mm. The idea is, when you want to do a shoot, you have to know what you want and what kind of content you want. Mm. So you have to find a suitable place. That's because na it's a convention. Na, ah, what I should yeah. No, technically, there's still some limitation. You know the challenges there, eh? the lighting, the location, the space. Unless you're, you know, photojournalist, it makes sense that mm. you need to go there and you have to adapt. Mm-hmm. But if you're like, if you're, if you're saying that, yeah, uh, quote, professional unquote uh, photographer, then you know the challenges. That you know, na if you want a certain team, you have to find a, lo- a location for your team. Mm. You can ah, you want it more of a royal, you know, or maybe a freight grand order in a team, mm. and you want to go into SMX convention. You can't change the, the, uh, no, the design of the venue. Yes, you're not fully control of that venue. Yes, pero yung for example, there's a mansion somewhere there's a sa QC, na it's it has been a host to many photo shoots. Mm. Like. Like yeah, uh, we can get a grab from here, go there, tapos photo shoot. But of course, may caretaker doon, may ano, may ano. Uh, uh, there's also that abandoned building in Cuba, may caretaker din dyan. Actually, ano eh, if you can think about it, a good way for you know young and aspiring photographers to learn more on this is to study on wedding photographies. Yun palang eh, you can know the wedding ano. or fashion photography. Yeah, yun, di ba? Oh. Try to attend some seminars or maybe try a workshop. Well, uh, as, as of this recording, Photo World Asia po. Yun. At least, you know, <laughs> you learn yung mga basics. Kasi uh-huh. it can apply in how you do in cosplay. Kasi most of it matches well naman eh. Like wedding, yung grand, yung mga prenup sessions. That's so, a team, di ba? Mm, as far as I understood, some of the successful photographers in the Philippines, like Jay Tablante, he also does weddings, right? Yeah, correct. Ayun. So uh, another matter in mind is yung, um, of course we talk about Rev Major, mm-hmm. one of the biggest events that happened in an unusual place, not in a, probably in an unusual time, kasi kasagsagan ng cosplay mania at the time, sinabay sa cosplay mania, which of course medyo sukot. Yeah, pero well, technically different audience. Different audience, but still, pero, you know, it also helps attract more people na to try. For example, if you're a fan of GC and you wanna, you know, take a break, kasi tapos na yung session mo, or maybe you get eliminated at the post, you want to, you know, uh, take a break first and then just come back later, you can drop by the cosplay mania. Oh. Or if you're someone now who also a gamer who wants to, you know, you learn some of the fan, uh, some of the high-profile players are at the major, you can drop by. Hmm. Sure. Um, so, let's go back to the tent. There are there's that su- successful rev major, and then there's this another event. Ah. Na, <laughs> we ha- oh, yeah. I have to raise a point because you've already written about this. Yeah. Pero for the purpose of this podcast, 
Eh, ayaw, ayaw ko makigulo dyan sa mga yan. <laughs> well, it's like, like more on the we're observing what happened in last year mm-hmm. and what are the pointers that we should learn from the mistakes and from the success of mm-hmm. these events. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it makes sense naman eh. So, that's it. Drop na natin yung pangalan. So, it's Money Popcorn. Mm-hmm. So, technically, it's... Uh, Andun ka eh. Habang yeah. nandun ako sa Arcon sa Cebu eh. That was better. Yeah, actually, it was really a, a really disappointing event na parang... You don't need to be an organizer in an event to know if it's a good event or not. It depends on a, on what you're looking at the event. Because, for example, they said it's a pop culture event for for geeks. And then, I know it's more on Magic the Gathering and other tabletop. So, I'm the target audience because I'm also playing Magic the Gathering. So, I went there. And, the mo- you know, there are some you know certain sayings that when you see the welcome arc of an event that is really poor, is poorly designed or maybe you know has no love on it you know the event's gonna be shit welcome arc pa lang welcome arc pa lang eh kasi you should know that when you put a welcome arc you know that you're supposed to be welcoming people so you have to make it a bit flashy or maybe you know something that would stand out or you know proper branding for your partners mm. well your event is poorly made like it's either the, their contractor wasn't paid and we're pissed that they still haven't get their payment and that's no more, you know, sort of karma or something. I don't know. Hindi malalaman. Yeah. We will never know. Because for me, if it's like a fully designed welcome mark, I would take that out. Mm-hmm. Say it will reflect the event. Mm-hmm. The, uh, no, the image of the event. Well, there are a lot of things that uh, happen there. Which is ano really, naman yung mga boots doon? Well, uh, if you read... If you read the review, actually I told everything what happened inside, but well, long story short, uh, there are some boots. Problem is they don't know what they're actually catering because there's one from Retrocon, which is kind of odd because there's an ongoing Retrocon, I think at Fisher Mall. Mm. So it doesn't make sense on why they have there and they're only promoting their, their event mm. at Fisher Mall. Mm. So there's some mixed uh, boots, like there's a Japanese themed store uh, selling I think some of the Japanese products like uh, Yukata and other. You I know. think familiar sa akin yan. Yeah. We're all then, familiar with it. And we're all familiar with the, with the seller. It's a well, good I person. I think I also about that. It's a good person, naman. Yeah, great person. And then there are some, well, there are also some boots from sponsors like Signal uh, was there. The cable. Yeah, then Sky Cable. Mm. And then after that, uh, the other boots are mainly for Magic the Gathering. Because mm. technically, it's supposed to be a Magic the Gathering event. MTG. And it's, you know, it's for our Gold Rush tournament, which is like, uh, their alternative for, call this, uh, what do they call this, uh, they call it, uh, Magifest for Magic the Gathering. Since there's, um, uh, Magic, Wizards of the Coast aren't doing any major events that mm. focus on the Philippines, so they're doing their own, uh, large-scale tournament. Which is great. Which is I great, I mean, actually, but, well, based on some feedback from some people there, it, last year's uh, Gold Rush was a lot has, has more players than this year. Uh, from that pre- from last year, mm. so from 2018's event, uh, I think there's like uh, more than 500. 500, I think, or maybe going a thousand. And compared from last year at Manipop, it's like half, I guess. 500s. Yeah. Two fifties. No, I think more four hundred. Four hundred. Okay. It's so, surprising because mm. it's supposed to be, you know, going upwards. Mm. And I think I can understand that the problem is the venue. 
the venue. Uh, yeah, the venue. Accessibility, yes. And of course, for a new event, that's something that you expect. It's more of a small event. You're pricing it in a really expensive price, uh, ticket, ticket price tag. So it's like uh, 550. And once you go there, there's additional paying. Ano pa eh? May patong pa si Solari. Uh, the venue. The yeah, venue. which is which wasn't advertised. So there's additional payment when you purchase a ticket on site. Wow. Okay. So above any above all these problems na sinulat mo sa raymarofels.com, siguro cut na natin si Manny Popcorn. Yeah, and we hope na. we don't experience something like that in the future. I think that's ano, one thing that one shot na lang. That's ano. Kasi kasi ano, uh, bottom line is that's an example that all organizers should be doing unless one you don't know what you're actually doing. Two, you don't know your audience. Three, you know, uh, you're just desperate to, to make an event. That's all. Well, di natin malalaman kung ano yung yeah. dahilan kung bakit nandiyan yan or what. Pero I guess uh, we've talked about uh, the recent events. Hindi lang natin napag-usapan last part. Yung provincial events. Cebu is having a rush. It's becoming Manila in terms of the event type. Mm, I think for ano, people uh, from Manila are going to Cebu for pop culture events, otaku events. There's ArtCon and there's Otaku Fest 2020 or 2019. They also forget uh, Iloilo's Conquest. Iloilo's Conquest. Conquest was supported by Globe. Yeah. And the support of Globe is really enormous so much. Ilan ang pinadala ni ano? I think with, ano, that, uh, with, that, with that kind of budget. The organizers, I think, ano, they brought a lot of people from Globe. A lot of people from from Rumble Rumble Royal. Royal. Yeah. A and lot of people. Even they brought in like uh, Zach Tolosa. Yeah, diba? Si Kong, I think Kong also was Kong invited. Kong is part there. of, uh, ano. Yeah, Kong was also invited as far oh. as I know. So I think Kong is, Kong is from Tier 1. Eh. Kong is Tier 1. So, yeah. Um, so it's pretty good. I think we can say na... Iloilo oh, had yeah. a, their best event and they made their footprint as one of the leading events in the Vismin region. Yeah. So much, I want to go there, wala pa nga lang oh. silang date. I think ano, it's kind of unfair that we could call it a provincial event na lang. I think we could say that's not, ano, uh, more of a non-Manila event na lang. Because uh, I think we could say na like Cebu, Davao, Iloilo, they're more of a met- metro city na rin eh. Yes. So yeah, at least we can say that events outside of Manila are booming that we could finally we could finally see na promising ano na eh, organizers mm-hmm. and we could say na events outside of Manila those who can access Manila can finally experience their own big events diba? so it's a good thing na it's finally growing na we can see more are expi- inspired as I think from the case of Conquest the organizers are inspired by ESGS because they see the passion of the people there working so they want to follow the footsteps and the good thing is they're evolving to their own uh, that inspiration becomes a reality na they're now doing in their own ways na to make their region grower yes so I guess that will be it for the time being sa events natin, sa events yun. Know? Of course, again, to recap, there's a lot of things in, uh, in store. Mm-hmm. Uh, yung, yung mga events outside of Metro Manila are catching up and becoming Manila na rin. Oh, um, in, in the status. High-caliber events. High-caliber events. Yun, tam, you know? And we tackled the community event scene, so that's a plus. And looking forward for more happenings in the community events in mga niche events na yan. Mm. And most of these events, I will do my best to be there. 
Especially if that's in my interest. Hit mic is in my interest, so I'll be at hit mic underground too. <laughs> Parang yeah. ganun, nag-segway agad, you know? Yun nga, uh, anime, idols are, anime idols are also my focus, so I will be at ICON 2020. So mga ganun. Mm. And it, these things, ano eh, kumbaga, how do I say it? Uh, again, last question na lang para sa atin, no? Mm. So, kung nakikita natin na the smaller events, or so we say, are, ca- are catching up with the behemoths, how will the events scene evolve afterwards? I think for me, it's a good thing that communities are, you know, starting to grow and trying to, uh, they're now branching out to different interests. So we can say that community events now learn a lot from other events, even from mainstream events, that they could do their own. Uh, the part that the, made, the big organizers could learn a thing or two from the community themselves. That they could also evolve, evolve on their own, but get inspiration from other events. The idea is there is they learn from their mistakes and their success. That they should, they should evolve. They not they aren't supposed to be you know playing safe, na staying there, not doing any changes or improvements. You know that you know what I mean. Because parang that's because you're the best, or maybe you know you have the really high uh, attendance count. Doesn't mean you have to play safe or you know relax a lot. A bit. You still need to learn a lot. You still need to uh, learn and maybe try out some new things that you could you know eventually become a hit in the future. And I think one of the examples na well not actually being biased or something na one good example of an organizer who is like this is technically Gariot because I think yeah, for yeah, Martin, yeah. I think for them they are well being bigger now. Let's say as you know, being a corporate company now, because it's now growing bigger, uh, they learn a lot from other events. They go to other international events like Taipei Game Show, China Joy, E3, Tokyo Game Show. They learn a lot. They apply it to make sure that it's palatable for the Pinoy community. And it works. And after that, instead of just you know sticking to one event, they branch out. Mm. They know that there are some certain audience that needs their own events, and they know the demand. So now, what they have, what happened? There are new events popping up, like for first-person shooters, for sports, for game, video game sports, for mobile games. So I think it's a good example that organizers should learn a thing or two from other organizers on how they evolve and how to maximize or how they evolve their identity. So I guess that's about it. Thank you very much, Chad Ramos of the Rainbow Files and the former League Concepts. Salamat for taking your time here. And uh, yep, and on the last part of this episode, we will be playing a clip of our discussion, my discussion with Little Things PH. That said, see you in the next episode. Keep six. Okay, mic check, mic check. 356, January 23, recording number two. Uh, ito si Little Things. I'll just ask them a few questions about their collaboration and what could happen to uh, what will happen to Little Things in the future. So, hello Ivory. Hey po, good afternoon po. Ayan. Congratulations nga pala sa collaboration niyo with Honghang Flashbacks. Salamat po. Actually, ano din yan eh. Uh, medyo, um, ano siya, um, ano po, yung biglaan. Na, naisip lang namin dalawa, tapos medyo surreal pa nga kasi um, sabay kaming nag-message halos na may naisip kaming idea for collab. 
So para nagtaya yung ideas namin ganun. Yeah. So, so, so doon kami nagsimula, then the next few days, in-execute namin siya. So bali yung nag-message kayo sa isa't isa, was it the same idea? Um, medyo iba lang ng konti, pero pareho kaming nag-sabi uh, na, Uy, tara collab tayo, may naisip ako idea. Nauna lang ako ng konti sa kanya, few hours apart. <laughs> so sa, sa tingin mo naman, uh, how do you describe Hunghang as a comic? Um, ano... Um, isa siya sa mga nilulook up ko ng comic artist actually kasi um, lalo na dahil lately lang din naman nag-emerge yung comics niya and yung mga characters niya pero nag-stick out talaga tapos uh, very very new tapos napaka uh, fresh ng mga ideas niya and na, na, isa sa mga gusto ko ay hunghang kasi is kung paano siya um, kung paano niya gawin yung mga characters niya. Kasi kung mapapansin niyo na yung color palette ng mga characters niya is pare-pareho. Pero distinct yung personalities ng bawat isa. Kaya makikilala mo pa rin sila kahit hindi sinasabi yung pangalan or kahit same yung color ng hair nila or something like that. So, si XX o si XY? Yes. <laughs> Ang favorite ko si XX talaga. Ano yun? Best girl. So, uh, in the future, can you give us a hint kung anong mangyayari after this, siguro after this collab na, anong mangyayari in the future na sa Little Things? Um, siguro, ano, dahil nasimulan na nga namin yung parang other alternate universe na RPG with Hung Hang, siguro, uh, hopefully, masundan pa ulit siya ng mga bagong ideas and ipapalish further pa namin yun. Um, sa ngayon kasi busy lang din si Andrew and ako din at the same time. Yung yung tulad nga nang sabi ko kanina, hindi talaga planado yung collab namin na yun. Matagal na kami nagpa-plano pero ngayon lang namin talaga siya nagawa and pag-uusapan pa namin kung ano mayayari sa susunod. Sige, that will be it. Maraming salamat, Ivory De Rosario, uh, Little Things PH on Facebook. And pasensya na sa istok mo, mukhang marami na ano eh. Marami dapat na magtatanong magkano po, hindi sila makapagsalita. <laughs> that wraps up another episode of Keepsakes, the podcast. New episodes can be heard at anchor.fm slash keepsakes, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Leave your voice messages to this podcast through the Anchor app available on Google Play and App Store. Don't forget to visit me on social media for updates. Facebook.com slash keepsakesbyj, Twitter at jayagonoy, YouTube.com slash jayagonoy, and my blog at www.jayagonoy.xyz. Shout out to Lee Rosie Bear for the music. I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast. Until next time.